Go Deep. Welcome back to GDP Go Deep, the podcast. You can find us on most forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also reach out to the cast, T.O. Big Show, Lord Fawn, Motorsports Mofo, Sturzy, Big Mikey, Astra Moon, and Sassy K. Thank you for your support, and remember, always go deep. All right, folks, welcome back to GDP. I'm John Nothing Doe. Today, we have another special show, and I know I know you're getting tired of hearing that. Of course, it's a special show. I'm involved. <laughs> Just play. Um, remember, folks, you can always check out our gear at the teespring.com store. We got hoodies. We got t-shirts. We have shirts that say zero fucks given. We have shirts that say we're part of team everybody. Whatever makes you feel good, buy it. Tell your friends. Remember, you can also like and share and interact with all our personalities on the show via Twitter or Instagram or even TikTok. So uh, keep that in mind. But on today's show, we have a new person. We have someone fresh. I don't know why you wanted to come on here. Maybe he likes the abuse. I know for certain that he loves the smell of the back of a pickup truck or maybe a transport truck, I should say. He is the one, the only gi joe how are you buddy great good afternoon everyone glad to be on here thanks for having me i'm glad you're on here buddy but you're not the only one right we also have someone that loves the smell of rubber not the back of pickup truck without any further ado the one the only motorsports mofo how are you pal i'm wonderful glad to uh, be here uh i love the smell of rubber i, I think let's just be clear burnt rubber not uh <laughs> or anything weird <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh wow there's nowhere to go uh from here but down yeah um so with that let's try and turn the ship around i want to give a shout out to uh steven kitchener and steve has been uh, an avid listener i do appreciate steve who have uh, been hitting me up a lot about the nascar stuff and uh stuff going on stateside there with the racing so uh steve i you know that one's for you and donna Donna, who could forget Donna? We don't and, even know uh, who the fuck Donna is, but hashtag Donna, Donna. We love you. It's all about Donna. I know that she's out there. I know she's out there. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. So we got some stuff coming up there, right there, Mofo? Yes, yeah, so we've got some stuff coming up. Uh, we, we've got the, the obviously the end of the NASCAR season there coming up in a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, for anyone that's been following, there's been a lot going on there. But um, I think it's more important, as much as, you know, everyone knows I'm a big race fan, I think it's more important that we got to remember, guys, Halloween obviously was uh, and uh, you know COVID times, but we still got Remembrance Day. Yes, and I uh, yeah. don't want yeah. to see any of our veterans, you know, go and, and be forgotten for all their sacrifices. Um, obviously, there's still a number of veterans through a number of different tours that are still with us, thankfully. Yes, and, uh, thankfully for their family. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's always important that uh, while we <clears> get <throat> lost in our day to day lives, sports and auto racing and uh, just COVID and everything that we have to remember that there are veterans out there and it's uh, something very important uh, or near and dear to my heart that we make sure that we honor them and uh, thank them. Also, uh, I've got a buddy out there and he knows who he is. Well, he knows who he is. So shouts out to him. He's listening. And uh, I know he, uh, him and I had a a night one night in a hot tub, nothing happened other than a number of drinks and he knows who he (laughs) is. And and we shared some stories and you guys go ahead and laugh, but you know what? A lot of respect for that guy. So, uh, he knows who he is. He's listening. I'm sure. To stay safe out there. Uh, watch out for the other guy. Yep, that's true. With that being said, though, GI Joe, don't you have a background as a veteran? Yes, I did a small stint in the U.S. Uh, military. Uh, did two tours: uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. And uh, 
my MOS, uh, MOS stands for mode of service. I was a uh, heavy equipment operator or tra- transporter truck driver. Okay. And what we would do is uh, we would haul supplies from the, the airports or the, the airports to the, what they call FOB, forward observation bases. And basically, uh, there's no protection. Uh, we have convoys anywhere from 50 to 200 vehicles, and uh, there's no front lines. You're driving through enemy territory. You're driving through these small villages, towns, and whatnot, and, and pretty much most of them were gauntlets uh, because the road, road system over there, for the most part, it's you driving on dirt roads. Yeah. I mean, there's some good roads over there, but uh, it's pretty pretty hairy. Well, it's crazy. Three years. That's, that's, uh, that's crazy, and that also kind of segues into where we wanted to go today with you. And that was to discuss truck driving because you're a truck driver now here in North America, correct? Yes. So tell me something. You know, I see all. Just all... one second, sorry, John. I just want to, uh, Joey, there. Thank you, sir, as well for uh, your service as well. We do yes. uh, obviously and we do appreciate. You. Not to cut you off there. No, 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 no. Uh, it's totally. We uh, pay homage to uh, Joey as well. We do appreciate your service, bud. Yeah. No. Thank definitely. You. It's uh, it's good that you did. I I didn't. I forgot to send my thank you to GI Joe. I mean, obviously. Uh, Dealing with whatever he's had to deal with in his life, we'll never he he can try to explain it, but we'll never quite understand what it's like to be in his shoes or to walk in his shoes like he's had to do, right? Yeah, it's like I said, there's I'll I'll never ever take any any stripes off you know the people that that haven't gone over there, but I like I said I it was something that that I felt that I had to do and I did it and 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 I'm glad I did it and there's 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 hundreds of thousands of if not millions of of other uh, uh, soldiers that have, have answered the call and, and it's, it, it takes a special breed. Some of us, we, you know, we volunteered and some of us were forced into it, but, uh, we did what we had to do. And some of us came home and some of us didn't. And I'm going to say this, and I'm sure you guys have heard it before. The real heroes are the ones that, that are still over there. Absolutely. So, you know, absolutely not sure. to take anything away from that. I think we're going to move into our, uh, trucking. So we've already established that you, you've driven in North America. You've driven yes. in both Canada and the U.S. and Mexico, or no? No, no. Most most U.S. companies don't go to Mexico anymore. But, okay. Uh, no. So tell me something. Like I don't know much about trucks. I mean, I know, I know there's what Freightliners and and and. Well, there's Freightliner. You got Peterbilt. You got uh, Kenworth. You got International, Western Star. You got Sterling, I think. But I don't think I think they've gone out of business. I only ever seen Sterling Volvo. when it was like the uh, the one tons. You know, like the delivery trucks. Yeah. Yeah, and then you got Volvo. Volvo's pretty big now. Yeah, so no got kidding. Mac too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, Mac, Mac, Mac trucks. So, which truck is is your preference as a truck driver? Me, as a truck driver, I prefer the Freightliner, uh, the the ten speed or the twelve speed automatic. Well, I like the ten speed uh, manual because you you know when you're driving through the mountains, say like when you're driving through Highway seventy in, in Colorado, you go to the Twin Sisters Mountains, you, you gotta have you gotta have a standard because you have more control with braking and, sure. and you can use the engines with your brake and, and even going up the hill, you can have more control over the the transmission and you need that extra power and we're automatic sometimes fail at that you know because you're at the mercy of the, the computer yeah now joey can you not hold like well can you not like press a button or like manually i'm thinking of a car like you know you pull like the, the batmobile down or back yeah, and, and, and can and, you not and some hold trucks, the gear in the automatic longer than the and, computer wants and the, the freight liners you can but in the bubble you can't in the freight line you can go to manual and you can actually shift the transmission becomes a standard again, somewhat of a standard. It's not like where you're actually doing a double clutching, but it's somewhat of a standard, and you can control the RPMs as you're going up the hill, and you can sometimes can control the gear or gear up or gear down. You know, Say the computer wants to go to 11th gear, but you want it in 9th gear. You can actually gear it down to 9th gear. 
they get more power. Huh. So when it comes to space and like uh, the truck bed, when it comes time to like pull over to the side of the street and, you know, take that eight hour rest before you start continuing on the rest of your adventure. What are some of the luxuries that you've had with some of these trucks? Well, the, the newest truck that I had, I had a, a new, it was a 2000, was it 2017? It was a 2017 Freightliner. I had a refrigerator, I had a TV, I had a microwave, and the bed is basically uh, what they call, it's a double bed. Not not a not, It's just slightly smaller than a than a than a queen. Because um, my like, cab was was 72 inches. It had, had tons of space, tons of storage. Had an air conditioning, so I could have the engine uh, off. And there's a unit called an APC, and basically it's like a little engine that runs off the diesel fuel, and it's really quiet. I could have my air conditioner running in the summer without having to idle, and I can also have my heater running in the wintertime without burning, you know, having having the diesel engine running. Wow! Had all the comforts at home. Yeah. Now so, in the winter though, would you not leave the would you not leave the rig running though? Like just for like because diesel, well, I know like they don't like the cold like in terms of initial yeah, startups. If, if if it gets to I think if it gets anywhere like say if it's less than five degrees Celsius, I I leave it running because there's been times where I've had I've been at, be at a truck stop and guys their diesel fuel starts to gel up at like you know minus ten or fifteen you know, but I usually if it gets any anything less than five degrees Celsius with me. I leave it running. Diesel engines actually prefer to be running than, than idle. Well, they're they made as workhorses, right? Yeah. Oh, you can get a you get a, a diesel engine of a million, million uh, miles. So uh, one point six million kilometers for your Canadians. Oh, here we go. Slap. Uh, <laughs> so when you go to these um, truck stops, how many lot lizards have you had in an encounter with? <laughs> Well, actually, I've had I've had uh, what what I did when I when I drove for Schneider years ago, uh, you know, back in two thousand seven and eight nine or two thousand eight. I had these stickers put on my truck with it, it, you know the the cigarette the, the no smoking signs that, that you see. No well, lot, I had lot no, lizard. No lot lizard. It's a, it looks like a lizard, a female lizard with a with a with a purse and a cigarette and high heels, and it's like like a do not enter thing across. I had it posted all over, you know, on my truck. But still, what, how they get in your truck is they'll knock on your door. You'll be asleep. They'll knock on your door. They'll say, "Hey, can I? I have an emergency. Can I use your CB radio?" And that's how they get in your truck. But I, I didn't. I never, never, never let them in. Never <laughs> turned never. on the the blinds. So just in case anybody's not aware, what a lot lizard is is basically like a prostitute at a truck stop. Is this? Yeah, I'm yeah. correct, right? We're not being yeah, derogatory. And, I think this happens yeah. on both sides of the field. It, it does. It does, and there's they're all over the place. And and what what how you what I've seen uh, like uh, the last time I go for Schneider, which is a couple of, like last year or late last year, they what they do is when you go to a truck stop, you see these cars just driving around in the in the truck stops. And if uh, say a trucker wants you know some company, he'll flash his lights, and then a car will pull up and they'll let the person on and the person gets in the truck. Now, when you were saying sorry there, Joey, about the person. As an example, how they gain access to the rig. Obviously, you have, you're trying to flash the light. I understand that you're well. Like you're you're specifically asking the person to come. But and the person say, "Oh, I have an emergency. I need to make this to use the CB radio." Have there have there been cases where these people then have gained access to the truck under the 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 act, if you will, of oh, I you know I need you as a good Samaritan, and you let me in. The next thing. They are they're robbing the driver, or they're yeah. they're stealing that, the rig, or yeah, yeah, that happens. That happens quite often, as a matter of fact. And a lot, a lot of companies' policies is you you don't let anyone in your truck. That they you they don't care if they're bleeding, you don't let them in your truck because there's been, you know, truckers robbed because truckers they have to carry a lot of cash. Most truckers have to carry a lot of cash on them, 
And the reason for that is sometimes you get fined. So you pull over at a truck stop or not truck stop, but a scale and say you're, you know, you're supposed to be, be under 80,000 pounds and say you're at 82,000 pounds and you get a $4,000 fine. You have to pay that outright before you can leave. So you have to carry cash. And most of these uh, scales, they don't take credit card or checks. They, they want the cash. So a lot you know of why that is, is offhand? Because there, what happens is a lot of, they used to use what they call comm checks. And you'd have to call in the number and you'd have to fill out this form on, on, on a blank check. And it, uh, the, the guy working the scale will say, okay, the number's cleared. I've got the check. And then when they go to, to, to cash the check, the bank won't honor it, so it, mm. it, 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 it's like a bad check. Oh, that's right? pretty tricky. And they don't use they don't use wire transfers. Uh, they don't. It's got to be it's cash. They just take nothing. Most of these places is nothing but cash. But with Schneider, it seems like they set they, they this seems like they set the operators of the rigs up for a dangerous situation. I mean, by I guess well, like the, well, it's, the, the it's drivers like, it's are like aware of this. And... If you do your job, if you do your job properly, and and most places, I, I want to say this almost a hundred percent of the places where you pick up your load, there's a scale between where you got your load and to where you're going. And what I normally do is, and what most trucking companies do is, is they they pay for their for you to scale your, your load. And say I'm picking up a load in Kitchener and I go to go to London. Well, there's a scale at, at all these truck stops, and it costs like twenty bucks. You go in there, and most companies issue a company card, and you scale the load. And if the load is over, you take it right back. To the, the the shipper, you're paid for it, but truckers get lazy. That they they get lazy, and and they don't scale the load, and they got to pay the fine. So a lot of these truckers put themselves in in you know in harm's way. If you do your job, you do your logbook, you, you scale the load, you're not going to have any issues, and you're not going to have to carry any cash. If you do your job the way it's meant to be done, you won't have to carry any cash. Now, speaking, you bring up the logbook. Now, I know my father-in-law used to drive trucks, yeah. and I know back, you know, when he was still trucking, it was it was a logbook, quite literally a logbook on paper. Yeah. And I didn't understand it at the very first thing when he explained it, but once he cracked the book open and showed me how he was literally just drawing, you know, with a pen and, and showing yeah. his on-off times of when he was resting versus when he was driving, yeah. all of a sudden I understood very quickly how it, how easy, I should say, it was to essentially fudge the log books and for anyone that's not sure what we're talking about um basically you were correct me if I'm wrong i think it's 13 and a half hours you're allowed to drive in canada no it's in canada you're allowed to allowed to drive it's you can drive up to eight hours before you have to take a, a half an hour break and then you can drive another two hours oh so you they can drive a total you, 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 you can be on duty for 14 hours but within that 14 hours you can drive 10 hours Okay. Okay. So you I understand. I'm a little misinformed there. Yeah, you, you um, have 14 hours to drive 10 hours. Okay. You can break it up, but but you can drive for a solid eight hours, but you have to take a half an hour break, and then you can continue driving for the other the other two hours. But you got 14 hours from the time you get up, and you start doing your pre trip. Say you get up at six o'clock and you start your pre trip at six thirty. You have to be done with your day. By 8:30 p.m. Mm-hmm. and you've got 10 hours within that 14 hours that you can drive. Okay, wow. I just I remember him explaining the logbook, and he I remember him sort yeah. of just briefly explaining that uh, essentially how easy it is if you really want to fudge the numbers because you know he said back in his younger days yeah. it was not uncommon you know you'd be driving sometimes 16, 17 hours just yeah. to get the load there in in one quick swoop and then turn around yeah. and you'd be trying to get back over the border to get home to see whatever, whatever you yeah. going on. And well, now, what, what, I know what now it's back, electronic, right? Is it that yeah. correct? 
Yeah, but back in the day, what guys would do is they'd run what they call two logbooks. They'd have the legal, the one that's that that is is fudged, that looks like it's perfect, and then they have the one that's with all the violations on it. The one with all the violations kind of keeps them the, the their hours in check, or they 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 know basically how far they can fudge the the good one, right? And that's actually uh, extremely illegal. So now electronic logs, most of the trucks have what they call black boxes on them. So you can't fudge the logbook anymore because the DOT guys or the MTO guys can actually plug into your truck, and they can they can tell where this truck has been and how how long it's you know been idling or it's been in motion. With electronic logs, it logs everything you do. You log on duty, it logs everything you do. The only input you got to put in is you got to put the truck number in uh, and the trailers in. That's that's all you got to do. It knows you know it's got a GPS on it. It tells you where you are, at what time. You know, it tells you if you pull over at a rest area for five minutes, it tells you that. It does that. It does everything, pretty much. That sounds pretty crazy. Now, here's my next question there, Joey. So, being on both sides of the border, which one treats you better as a trucker? I'd have to say the U.S. Really? And what makes it better? Like, like, is uh, it just like going to the rest stops? You're, you know, you treat with more respect or... You, you get more respect up uh, in the U.S. The, the truck drivers in the U.S. they're better. Uh, they're more courteous. They're friendlier. They they follow the rules of the road. Say like when I'm in Canada, uh, and, and like I said, I'm not taking any stripes off Canada. It's just because you got a you got. You're just telling us our, your preference. It's not a big deal. Oh yeah, it's it's you got a lot of new truck drivers that, that they don't know if you will the, the the courtesy rules of the road. Like if I'm trying to pass you, or I say you're, you're going. Two, two kilometers an hour slower than I am, right? Because I got my cruise on, you've got your cruise on. In the States, the truck that's being passed will slow down and will allow me to get in front of them and, and keep going. Well, and, and in Canada, like the other day, it took me 40 kilometers to pass this guy. I was actually wow. took me 40 kilometers. And, and, and I did it on purpose. I'm like, okay, you, you're going to drive like that? So I'm going to drive like that. Because the new trucks, so they're all on governors too, aren't they? They're what? They're on like my understanding is the new trucks. They're all on governors, like back yeah, in the day. The, the, the rig you could have it geared so you could maybe go 120, yeah. 125 or something silly. And and now I think they're guaranteed. Yeah, they're guaranteed Yeah, it's 105. And what people don't understand is that that's extremely dangerous. Because if you have a truck that's governed, you're going to have more interaction with cars because you're stuck in that right lane. You got trucks that are trying to pass each other that are geared the exact same because the most they can go is 100 kilometers or 105 kilometers an hour. And on the 401, you've got three lanes. Two lanes are automatically, you know, blocked because you got thousands of trucks stuck. Having a governor on a rig is the worst thing you can do. And it also tears up the engine because the engines, they're geared to go 140 miles an hour. You put a governor on it, it screws up with the gears. It screws up with the computer. It screws up the engine. Diesel engines are not lasting as long as they used to last because of these governors. Well, it also might be because it's not in the manufacturer's better interest to have it last that long. Well, they say it's insurance and this, that, and the other. You got some liberal politician who thinks that it's safer for a truck to go 105 when it's actually it's more dangerous. It's dangerous. And, and also, it turns like when you're going up a big hill, since it's geared lower, it, it doesn't have the power. You, you know, you got a, a 500 horsepower engine. I should be able to do 120 up the, uh, the steepest hill. But now I'm, I'm barely reaching 80 because it's because of the governor. You almost want to break yeah. out a paddle like you're on a boat and try to help yeah. the, <laughs> the truck get up yeah. the hill. <laughs> now, now, speaking of dangerous, if, if we may segue here for a second there, Joey, I, I mean, I've always heard various stories. I mean, I know hell even in your passenger vehicle or my passenger vehicle and I've gone and don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on the States by 
any capacity. I love the States. Yeah. I love going down. I go to a lot of NASCAR races and uh, I've always had good experiences. I know much like Canada, um, there's always little pockets where it's a little bit of a dangerous area to be in or a dangerous area to go. Mm-hmm. And just curious, have there been dangerous, I'm not even asking you to call out so much cities, but just dangerous situations you have found yourself in that you could tell us about? Yeah, I was in a city on the East Coast. I won't, I won't name it because I don't want to disrespect it. I was in a city on the East Coast, got off the interstate and, you know, it was a two o'clock in the morning or whatever. And, you know, even though the light turned red, you have to stop, right? Well, I came to the first stoplight and police officer pulls up beside me and he goes do not stop he goes do a rolling stop make sure the section is clear and you keep going you just keep going should i ask them to follow you along for a bit actually he he actually says he actually stayed with me he stayed with me because what what people do is is what people understand is it's actually very easy to disable the rig which you know you go to a stoplight all you have to do is if you know how to disconnect the trailer if you have that pin and it's very easy to get you can just pull the pin the guy's screwed he can't go because if he goes the trailer's going to come disconnected and it's going to crash to the ground the hose are the the, the the electrical supply and air hoses will rip out the, now look obviously i understand the air hoses because I, I i get that and like how because I've, I've seen some of the guys anyway like some of the political things going on and i'm not looking to get into that aspect of it but i've seen where guys have been put been putting uh, like worm gear clamps around their airlines to keep yeah. them from being disconnected what is a now, worm I under, gear i was under the impression though those pins on this like the pin on the side of the trailer to release from the hitch i thought like the weight or something had to be off of the trailer no and some in some in, in some instances yeah but if you have a long pin, and if you get the uh, you know a good angle, you could you could rip it right out. Especially That's if it's incredibly dangerous, though. Like yeah. I, you know, I, I hope if anyone if ever think of doing that would obviously. I'd hope they would think twice about doing something like that because someone could easily be killed, and that yeah, the the, the minimum. Which well, is terrible. There, there's there's a a video in St. Louis, Missouri, when uh, the the like I said, I'm not trying to get political, but when the rioting started, where this FedEx truck was driving through this neighborhood, and these rioters tried to you know to, to disconnect the hoses this that and the other and they actually got the hoses disconnected but the you know he, he had a freight liner and he, he had the which is a pretty powerful truck you know he kept going he was able to continue to go and a guy got caught underneath the wheels and was killed because he was actually trying to disconnect the hoses and this that and the other the trucker wasn't charged because he was in fear of his life and that's a, it's a if you interfere with a truck that's hauling like uh, cross state lines, that's a federal offense because it was a FedEx truck hauling uh, international and, and domestic mail and and packages. So he he actually committed a, a, a felony, and the, the trucker kept going. And people were screaming at him, telling him to stop. You can see it on the video, and he just kept going. And he you, you hear the guy screaming, and and eventually killed the guy. And you can hear the tires. The tires were locked because the air supply had been taken away. Right, so that if the air supply is taken away, that the, the tires won't move. Right, because the brake chambers are locked. They come out. We got air pressure. It pushes the brake chambers in. That that allows the tire to move. Right, or the wheel to move. But when there's no air pressure, that it comes out. So the air pressure had come out, and the brake chambers, and the pads or whatever were were against the, the 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 hub. So the tires were locked, and the tires were just dragging. You can hear the tires dragging and 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 dragging over the guy, and the guy ended up getting crushed. The trucker got away, thank God. But uh, people don't understand, like you said, uh, Mofo, you you can die. It is dangerous. I think we all just need to remember that, you know, as I said, politics, everything aside, I think we all need to basically maintain whether you're driving beside um, a tractor trailer, an 18-wheeler, or any, you know, even a five-ton hell. I think we always need to remember that, you know, these are big, heavy objects, and 
you know, just you always have to be careful and be mindful and uh, give them the yeah. space they just, need to operate. Hundred percent. Do you, uh, if you don't mind me asking there, Joey? Do you, now in winter driving, what? I mean, I can just imagine for the truck drivers that is incredibly frustrating. You get a you get Donna driving along in front of you, and Donna decides, <laughs> oh, I, I want off on the exit. Oh so yeah, I'd love it's, you, Donna, but uh, you got hey, Joey there maybe behind you. Hey, we're we're taught. And, 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 and people may disagree, but we're taught to drive through. We're, we're taught to, to drive through the accident. Because if, if, I, if I slam on my brakes, if you slam on your brakes, you, you have a 20-foot vehicle. I have an 80-foot vehicle or a 70-foot vehicle. My trailer starts to jackknife. I'm taking out five lanes of traffic. You know how many people I'm going to take out. We're taught that the school, the driving schools that I went through, we're taught to drive through the accident. Right? Somebody uh, brake checks us. Yeah, we're going to hit our brakes. Yeah, but we can't lock them up. You see drivers locking them up because they're inexperienced. But the but the the the, the old school truck driver, he's gonna he's gonna try to slow down, but he's he's gonna hit the car. He's gonna hit it. Because if he slams on his brakes, especially in the wintertime, and he's got uh, 45,000 pounds in the box, that trailer's, that trailer's going. It's going. There's nothing you can do. How many near experiences have you had? Um, I've had three experiences where my trailer started to go. And what I do is, because there's, there's two knobs that, that, control your, 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 that you can apply your brakes. You can apply your tractor brakes and your trailer brakes. You can lock them. Like, there's two knobs. There's a yellow knob and a red knob, right? Well, you pull the trailer knob. If your trailer starts to go, sometimes you can do what's, what's called a controlled skid, and you can pull the trailer brakes and lock them up, and hopefully that'll swing you back or keep the trailer from going, you know, jackknifing. Yeah. Uh, I've had to do that a couple of times, but most of the time, once it goes, even if they're locked up, it's going. There's nothing you can do. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say, I'm just super happy that, uh, you know, that hasn't happened to you and that you've been able to walk away from all these negative experiences. Oh, yeah. It, it, you know, people, people got to understand something. And, and yeah, I'm going to be biased when it comes to trucking. I think trucking is, is one of the most important jobs in North America, if not the world. Because if you, everything that you have in your life right now was brought to you by a truck. Everything that you have is brought to you by a truck. Name one thing in your life that you have on your person that wasn't brought to you by a truck. You can't My do it. Soul. Well, what, what feeds your soul? No, what, what feeds your soul? Food. Where did food come from? I'm, I'm just, no, I know, Joey, I'm just, I'm having some fun with yeah. you. Um, yeah, I, I, definitely, I definitely agree. Like, you know, everything from, you think, batteries to power, a flashlight, to the car in our driveway, to, for me, car parts. Um, food at the grocery store. I know, especially during the COVID times there, um, you know, toilet paper and, and, you know, just all these things that we don't even think twice about, but yeah, they come on a truck and there's obviously, I know as John and I have often previously, sorry, talked about like, you know, the Tesla truck coming out, but otherwise like we've, uh, thank you, sir. (laughs) We've, uh, we've, uh, no, but you've, you have a, a truck driver man or a woman up there that is driving these rigs some of them you know just a few miles away from uh the pickup to where they're dropping off others you know they're traveling hundreds of miles or yeah days to uh to get the load there so definitely a valid point there there's one thing i i, I tell people you know um i know people that are doctors and nurses this that, and the other and you, you have a doctor that's going to say well i saved lives i you know I, I can't afford to mess up and and i will tell this doctor or nurse or whomever. If you screw up, that's one person that that that, that potentially dies. If I screw up, a hundred people could die. I have to be perfect. I have to be perfect every day. Every day I, I, I log on, every day I start that rig, every day I spend half an hour doing pre trip. I have to be perfect. I have to. I can't I can't screw up. And then a lot of people they don't even if, with with bus drivers. You guys, you know, that, that, that drive buses out there, they, 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 
they have to be perfect because if you screw up, hundreds of people could die. What people don't understand, the transportation industry is one of the most important industries on this planet. Trucking, busing. Tow trucking. You got the dump trucks, the cement trucks. The, the tow trucks. Industry, like tow it, trucks, it, yeah. We, we have to be perfect. And the, what people don't, don't understand is it, 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 it's a dangerous job and it's, it, it can be very frustrating and tough and extremely tough. And my, me, one of the hardest things when I first started driving was you're in that truck and say you're, you're, you're in a relationship, you know, you, you, you got a girlfriend back home or whatever, right? And you get in a fight with her or something, but you're a thousand miles away. There's nothing you can do. And you're, you're in a bad mood. You're, you're, you're pissed. You start pounding the walls of your trailer or whatever. And then you got to realize, I can't drive that truck mad. I can't. I got to shut it all out. But if you're at home, then you can talk to her, this, that, and the other, you can resolve it. But if you're a long haul truck driver, you know, you're being away for two, two, three weeks at a time, you know, that, that takes a lot out of you. And I've been in that situation where I've been, you know, you get in your fight and, you know, they don't pick up the phone or whatever, but you're, you're in Alabama, but they're up here, you know, it's tough. And then you're alone. There's no, no one will pick up the phone and you're in that truck for days by yourself. And it's just you and the road. But there's good things to that. You, you know, I remember when I when I when I left uh, uh, Schneider, I missed it. I missed the hum of the truck when you sleep and, and the engine's idling. It, it does put you to sleep. It's like it, it's rocking you to sleep. And I used to when I first came home, I, I'll call it civilian life, if you will, for the sake of the discussion. Um, when you're laying there in bed and it's quiet for the first month, I couldn't sleep because I didn't hear the hum of the engine. I didn't have that the vibration. You you feel safe when your truck's running. And you feel safe, kind of like the mothership, you know. It's protecting you. You're warm. It's got that little vibration, and you can just fall right to sleep. So let me ask and you I'm something you, while, got... you're, while, you're, while you're on that subject of sleep. Mm-hmm. Do you find that, may, uh, maybe not you, but you did uh, mention some form of like insomnia from not yeah. uh, being able to drive because you've done it for so long. Do you think you or a lot of people like yourself have had to resort to either drugs or sleeping pills because of this? I haven't. I've known guys that have i haven't um i guess i haven't kind of blessed kind of lucky exercise is 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 the most with the most important thing and 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 i used to one of the things that we learned in the military even with with the company that i work for schneider yes i'm going to tell schneider because to me i think it's the best company in the world schneider usa actually they would stress that when you get to a, when you when you get to a truck stop you know and, and you do your post trip do do a couple of laps around the yard you know put your sweats on and do a couple of laps around the truck stop Walk around, get some exercise in, get the blood flowing. We, what's that? Just get the blood flowing. Like do a yeah. run, like essentially you're getting the blood yeah. flowing. You're getting the little bit boost of energy. You're getting the heart rate yeah. raised up a little bit. It's, it's and, good and to keep what, you going. What what what, what uh, Schneider would do is, is 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 we have what's called driver business leaders. We call them DBLs, right? What they would do is say you're you're driving and, and they recommend you to, to every four hours you get out and you take a half an hour break. And and I can that for a while there I didn't do it because you know I I wanted the miles or whatever. But then you know I started doing it because I, I realized I could drive further and not be as tired. I would you know I drive for four hours. I I'd go to a truck stop or whatever and and I'd walk around. And a lot of these truck stops they got like little video arcades that got uh, movie theaters in there or whatever. You can you can take a decent break or whatever. Right, get back in the truck and drive. I mean, you've got 14 hours to drive 10 hours. I mean, you're going to make the same amount. People just say, I need, I need the miles. I need the miles. I need the miles. Well, you can only drive 10 hours in a 14-hour period. Whether you do it all at once or the 14 hours, you're still going to make the same amount of money. So I would take those, those half an hour, hour breaks, right? 
and I and 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 I would relax. I wouldn't stress because you only you, you can only go about five hundred miles in one day unless well, you got a super rig. What's uh, that? I was gonna ask you about that. Like, how many guys like actually get paid to make it somewhere quicker, opposed to following the rules? Um, well, a lot of companies, or they're starting what they're doing. They're starting to switch over to hourly, and their main reason for that is because you got these 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 super truckers that that they they they're still attempting to mess with the electronic logbook, and they're trying to to squeeze in 600 miles in a day, which is unsafe because you're driving faster, you're not paying attention to the to speed, this that and the other. And what they're doing is they're, they're they're starting to switch over to where it's hourly, so you get paid whether you're stuck in traffic. You're gonna get paid the same whether you you know you drive you know a thousand miles or whatever. You work ten hours a day or fourteen hours a day. You're gonna get paid for your fourteen hours, so you can take it easy and not have to to rush to get there. And oh. and like the company I work for now is it's hourly. And so I you know when I'm on the uh, the 401 and I'm stuck in traffic when I you know I used to be on on miles I used to be frustrated. And I'd say, the hell with it. I'm going to take the 407, which you know, I'm not supposed to because you're supposed to have a transponder, and I didn't. I'd take the, the 407 because I wanted those miles, right? So now what I do is, it, 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 since it's hourly, I don't care if I'm stuck on the 401 for five hours. I'm going to get paid. And what would know? be the pay? Like when you talk about like 600 miles, what would be? Well, it, it, well most trucking companies pay, you know, 55 cents a mile. Okay. And, you know, which is not, not really a lot, you know. But no, now it's not. hourly. You know, the, the trucking companies are paying like 30 bucks an hour to drive a truck. And that ain't bad money. And that's just starting out. Well, and then, in, especially in like today's economy with COVID no, and everything, there's a lot of people no. laid off. I mean, even thinking not to take away from trucking and the, the education of like yeah. what truck driving school is. But you think if you're, say, fresh out of high school and you, you maybe only worked one or two small jobs and now you're yeah. like 21, 22 and you've just got your trucking license, 30 bucks an hour is, is like you said, is not jump change either, right? No, it's not. It's not bad money. And plus, when, when you're driving a truck, you're not spending money, you know? Because you, you're driving, you're, you're you're not spending money, and and, and a lot of something you get the bonuses too, right? So say like you know you get a load on t- there on time, you get bonuses, and then when you're sitting there, you're still in your hourly rate, right? But then when they're unloading and loading a truck, you get that pay as well, and then anytime you get uh, what they call MTO to DOT, like a, a an inspection. So say like the other day, I had had an, a, an inspection that lasted thirty minutes, right? I get seventy five bucks cash for that thirty minute inspection. That ain't bad. That's seventy five bucks an hour. Or actually, that's 150 bucks an hour because it was only a half an hour inspection. So, and I got 75 bucks. You know, you get bonuses, so you're going to make more than the 30 bucks. And then plus, you know, a lot of these companies they give you know free stuff like you know you work for a food company or whatever. They may throw in some ice cream or hey, you know, here's some you know some candy or here's some whatever. You know, like I, one time I got a case of cookies, and and back in the day when I was driving for Schneider in the states, I got a not a word of a lie, I got a pallet of beer. Because it was it was an Anheuser Busch load. It went from Fort Collins, Colorado, to uh, uh, what was it? That city in Texas, uh, Juarez, not Juarez, Mexico, El Paso, Texas. The the boxes were damaged, but the bottles were fine, and they couldn't take the 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 the, the skit or the pallet because uh, the boxes were damaged. So they wrote it off and said, "Hey, you know, you want this? Yeah, I'll take it." So I had like you know a pallet of beer. So you you get stuff. You know, there's, what, there's, sorry, there's, what type of beer was this? Was uh, Anheuser Busch? Bush oh, so beer. They gave you a, they gave you a skid of water. That's all right then. Yeah, donkey yeah. piss. <laughs> he likes that. He doesn't know any different because the alcohol uh, difference in the states and Canada are night and day, right? There, Joey. Yeah, Anheuser Busch, and it was free. What was and that? I had you know. What was that commercial again? It's like if I wanted water, I drink it. Whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> Joey, it's been a while. I'm I'm glad to hear that uh, everything is all well and wonderful. Well, it, it, it's it's going right. You know, I'd say that we we three were blessed. You know, where we got a roof over our heads, we got decent jobs, we got uh, we got shit that's going right. So yeah, things are going good. You know, they could be better, they could be worse, but I'd say right now we're blessed. Well, yes, with the the whole COVID thing, and I think Mofo was going to ask you, you know. What's it like being a truck driver with COVID? Yeah, like, um, I, I was well, just thinking, like, I mean, like, you know, I know for a lot of us, like, we've been dealing with different things with the COVID, and I'm just curious, like, yeah, what, what has been going on in the trucking industry that has changed? Well, most truckers are exempt from, like, you yeah. know, they do cross-border, uh, you know, they don't have to quarantine every time they, they cross the border. For a while there, you know, no one was driving because there wasn't any freight going anywhere because everything was shut down. But then, you know, as things picked up, you know, truckers started going back to work. You know, I was laid off for for, for three months. But uh, with that Canada emergency response, whatever, you know, the government was paying companies, the trucking companies and other businesses enough money to where they could pay their employees 75% of their salary, even though they weren't working. Because they're like, well, we can't afford to lose these employees when things come back up because, Trucking school, it's an eight-week school, and it's no joke. It, it's hard to replace a good truck driver. It really is. So, yeah, they, they, a lot of the trucking companies got paid paid to pay their employees 75% of their wages until they started going back to work. And they were exempt from that 14-day quarantine anytime they went to the States or to uh, Canada. They, I mean, they couldn't go like, you know, say you, you, I picked up a load in St. Louis and then came to, to uh, drop it off in Kitchener. I couldn't go downtown Toronto and party. You know, we had to be responsible, but I didn't have to quarantine for 14 days, you know. So it, 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 the industry hurt for a while, but now it's, it's, it's better than it's ever been. I mean, every night when I go to, from Kitchener to London, I'm seeing nothing but rigs. I mean, I'm seeing hundreds of rigs. I mean, rigs all over the place. The, the economy, it, it's, it's coming back and it's roaring back, roaring back. No, it's just because it's a good thing. Like, you know, the, these guys and girls that are out there, like they, you know, they obviously supply a service and one that we definitely need. And so it's good to see that they are back to work. And I mean, obviously the, like the trucking industry, as well as the overall transportation industry has gone through a lot with the COVID stuff. But it's good to see that the people that are delivering our goods are certainly, you know, are, are still gamefully employed as like, you know, it's important and that's their livelihood. But I mean, likewise, we depend on them to bring them the things we need. So, yeah, to, uh, well, one of the things back. one of the things that that, you know, with a lot of the trucking is is uh, even when we you know, go through the scale, you know, like uh, uh, there's scales that we like. I When I go from uh, Kitchener to London, there's a footman. Uh, at the 208 in Putman, uh, Ontario, there's a, a big, big scale there. This, they, they'll actually, are you wearing a mask? You know, they actually ask us, you, you guys wearing a mask? You know, I mean, they ask us. And you see a lot of truckers, even in their cab by themselves, you see them wearing a mask. You know, and then the company that I work for, it's mandatory, you know, when you're in their equipment, you wear a mask. You, 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 you know, you, you social distance. Even in the warehouse, we have a massive warehouse in Kitchener. It's huge. And you got these guys, you know, you know, hauling stuff around on forklifts and this, that, and the other, and they're all wearing masks. You can't enter the enter the building unless you're wearing a mask. So yeah, the 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 you know the the COVID nineteen procedures are there, if you will. Delicious, Mofo. Is there anything else you'd like to uh, tack on to this bad boy? No, other than uh, just wanted to say thank you to uh, to Joey there for. Uh for sharing his experience and uh, coming on with us today. It's been a pleasure and definitely feel like I learned some things. Yeah, same. And, uh, well, guys, thank you for inviting me, uh, guys. It, uh, like I said, I 
Sorry, it's been a long time. So hopefully, uh, I'll be invited back to do more of these uh, little get-togethers. Uh, definitely, I look definitely. forward to that. Yeah, I, think we, I think I think we could definitely probably uh, swing something there for you. And uh, you know, maybe if you see Donna, tell her that uh, we appreciate everything <laughs> she does, and uh, we'd love to get her on a show sometime. Hashtag too. Donna. <laughs> Don. Uh, wow. Oh. Shout out again to my boy Steve. Thank you again for listening. Excellent, Mofo and GI Joe. Thank you for being on the show. And folks, remember you can pick oh. up all our belongings at the teespring.com store or Redbubble store. Simply look up GDP, go deep the podcast. We have the new Team Everybody sweatshirt and we have the new Fresh and Clean, our Deep and Clean rather. Check it out hoodie, t shirts, masks, you name it. We got it. We don't have thongs because G.I. Joe can't fit in one. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> folks, thanks for being uh. on the show. And remember, always. Go deep. Go deep. Welcome back to GDP Go Deep, the podcast. You can find us on most forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also reach out to the cast, T.O. Big Show, Lord Fawn, Motorsports Mofo, Sturzy, Big Mikey, Astra Moon, and Sassy K. Thank you for your support and remember, always go deep.